Uh, yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Here we go. We're doing it. We're doing another episode of Politic. Oh, I hate when I get that wrong. Oh, okay. Start over. Um, all right. Here we go. Yes. Here it is. Once again. Another episode of Politics. The only show about politics. Okay, well, that's not true. I, I, I went too far there. Um, I apologize. Uh, I betrayed your trust in me by saying such a exaggeratory thing. Um, but this is politics. It is uh, the premier podcast about American politics. Uh, I am your uh, host and also, in a sense, your guide through the jungle that is American politics. My name is Tim S. Welcome uh, to you, loyal listeners of the program who, of course, uh, call yourselves politicians. That's certainly not a, a term that I have foisted upon you. I would never do such a thing. That would be crass and crude. Um, so welcome to you old listeners, which is not to say that you are yourself old, um, just that you have listened to this program before and so are definitionally not new to the program. And also welcome to you uh, new listeners, assuming there are any of you listening who haven't listened before. Uh, hard to believe, but it's possible. Um, this is Politics. I'm Tim S. We established that. Uh, Jazz and Billy are both here helping me record this episode. Jazz and Billy, of course, being uh, co-interim assistant producers slash interns of the program. Um, Longtime helpers and uh, enablers of this show, which is not to say that they are enabling anything bad. Oftentimes, Enabling is considered to be a harmful thing, something that helps a person with self-destructive tendencies do the self-destroying. But in this case, this podcast is, of course, constructive, uh, helpful, full of analysis, political tidbits, morsels, if you will. And I hope you will. So uh, Jazz and Billy have always been there to, to uh, help me along with the program. You know, in a way, it feels like they've always been here. Surely that can't be right, though. Um, hmm. They certainly couldn't be eternal creatures who have kind of fastened themselves to me in a psychic way and are slowly draining me of my life force. That's a ridiculous thing to say, and uh, I don't know why I even said it. So let's move on from that. <clears throat> so, um, a lot's happened in the last few weeks since our last episode of Politics. Of course, that episode was about uh, the Iowa caucuses, which were some voting stuff that happened in the state of Iowa. And uh, those caucuses went imperfectly there were some hiccups involved uh one would think that by now having done this kind of thing literally dozens of times 
that the folks doing the caucusing, uh, running the caucuses, would have a a better plan for doing that that wouldn't involve uh, fucking up miserably. But in in this case, it turns out the uh, oopsies happen. Um, And so uh, there are still some questions about the validity of those caucuses. It seems like either Senator Bernie Sanders from Vermont. That's right. Uh, that's the kind of thing that you'll you'll learn from this program is uh, where certain senators are from. Uh, so Bre- Senator Bernie Sanders, who's from Vermont, and uh, Major Pete Buttigieg, who is a military guy from Indiana, who is 23 years old. Uh, personally, I find that a little bit uh, concerning in that most 23-year-olds are not folks that you'd want to have in charge of a country, but he's got a certain charm, I suppose, and we'll see how he does in the next electoral contest, which is in Nevada, uh, western state, um, one of the most western states of all the states. If you made a list of states ranking them from most western to least western, Nevada would arguably be in the top 10 uh, most western of states. So that's something to keep in mind as we approach the Nevada caucuses. Um, And personally, I look forward to another contest like New Hampshire, uh, which we have not done an episode on, apologies. Um, Like that contest, which was just voting and isn't so much people in a room doing confusing caucus stuff and moving around and talking to each other and making arguments for why you should stand in this part of the room and not the other part of the room. That stuff seems fun and um, is an interesting diversion from the normal style of democracy that we enjoy in this country. But it's confusing and uh, seems like it takes a lot of time and effort. And I, for one, prefer the simplicity of going to a big room where some people are sitting at a desk and uh, they they ask you for your, your name and then you, you, you fumble around for a piece of paper in your pocket that reminds you of what your name is because you, you get stressed out in these situations and sometimes forget things. And so when voting, you, you, you come prepared with your name pre-written on a piece of paper in your pocket and then you read your name off that piece of paper to the, the people at the desks um, and they look at you strangely, like this is uh, an inappropriate thing to do, or suspicious in some way. And so, of course, then you explain to them, uh, I know what this looks like. It looks like I'm reading someone else's name in order to vote for them. But in fact, worry not. Uh, I, I am simply reading my own name to you off of a piece of paper that my that I put in my pocket before I came into the voting place um, because I get nervous in these situations. And in fact, no offense to you, but this escalation of this situation has in fact made me more nervous and I have forgotten my name again. So I'm going to need to read it off of the paper once more when we return to the process of giving me the, the ballot, which I would ask that you do because my name is Tim S., political analyst. So that's the kind of thing that normally happens when you go to vote. Um, 
And then, of course, you go to the the little booth where uh, you look at the, the the list of names and political parties and political jobs that they're all trying to get. And you look at the names and you do your best to remember which are the ones that you like and which are the ones you don't like. Uh, you you reach into your other pocket for a different list of names that you thought you wrote down before you went to the polling place. But it turns out it's not there. Uh, either you didn't write them down or you wrote them down and forgot to put the paper in your right pocket in a, a different pocket from the paper that you have your name on it. But really, it doesn't matter what happened. It's not there. Um, and of course, you're already anxious from the incident at the, the, the front desk with with the poll masters, with the, the voting guides. And so you are even more nervous now, bordering on anxious. Uh, maybe a drop or two of sweat rolls down your brow. Brow being a fancy name for one's forehead. Uh, and so because you can't find the list of names of people that you want to vote for, you pull out the other piece of paper that has your own name on it and say, well, why not me? Really, why not me? Um, I like me. I agree with me on most things. So really when I'm thinking of a candidate for any office, me is a really good place to start. Uh, so you just write your own name in for all of the jobs and um, kind of look at the, the piece of paper with all the names on it and that are yours, uh, your own name written, well, however, for however many jobs there are, there could be three jobs, there could be 20. Uh, a lot of times there's all sorts of different jobs from, from judge to secretary of state uh, to president to governor. Um, all of these things are jobs that one, one can find on a ballot. Um, and so you look at that, that, that piece of paper that now has your own, your own name written in for however many jobs there are. Uh, once again, could be three, could be 20, could be 15, could be eight, even nine. Um, and then you kind of smile and say, hmm, that looks right. And so you put the paper um, full of names, your name, into the fancy machine, and you go home, and you 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 uh, you think about how how great democracy is, and uh, how rewarding it is to be a part of the political process. So that's how these things normally work. Um, caucuses are different, as we mentioned. The Nevada caucus is coming up, and I think it's important to note that there's a, a new name in the fray. Uh, sometimes uh, people decide to run for president. Um, kind of late in the process. They, you know, maybe were thinking about other stuff, do, busy doing whatever their job is. Um, and then they realize, hmm, you know, I could, I could be president. Kind of the way that I realized that I should have every uh, politics job the last time I voted. Um, and so the, one of the new names that I want to highlight um, as a significant force in the American presidential election is, of course, Mayor Mike Bloomberg, um, who is, as far as I know, the only mayor in this race. Uh, mayor being, of course, the boss of a city. And in this case, he is the boss of a very important city indeed, uh, New York City. 
And now I want to apologize uh, for uh, quickly for something I said in in the last episode uh, when talking about Iowa, the state where the caucuses happened, um, the bad caucuses. I mentioned that my destination for taking the bus there was Iowa City, uh, which it. I had insinuated is not a real place because that is a ridiculous name for a city. Uh, incredibly uncreative to just append the word city to the end of a state's name and then call it a day. Turns out Iowa City is a real place. I also made a joke about New York City not being a real place. I'm not going to pretend like it was actually a joke. I'm sorry. That was... Uh, it was another lie. Uh, it was a lie piled on top of another lie, which is kind of lie pile. Um, I'd forgotten when I said that, that there was a city called New York City. Uh, I think of New York City as NYC. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Um, of course you have. Uh, NYC, baby. It's it's uh, the city of 20,000 stories. Uh, it's where... Uh, it's where uh, uh, the president is from. Those are the two facts that I know about New York City. Uh, I feel like I've seen it in in movies occasionally. I think there's maybe one or two movies about it. Uh, New York, New York would be one, obviously. I mean, it would be strange. Look, there's a bunch of names for New York City, right? It's easy to forget that that's what it's called. NYC, New York, New York. Um, the Large Apple. These are all names that we use every day when we talk about New York City, and it slipped my mind. Okay, moving on. I know it's real. I forgot for a second. Mea culpa. <sighs> um, uh, before we get into uh, the full segment on now presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg... Mayor Bloomberg, as those of you in New York City may still call him, um, although he is not currently the mayor of New York, as with uh, a lot of political jobs, uh, once you have become mayor in America, um, people call you mayor for the rest of your life, even after you're done being mayor. And I think uh, there's a couple reasons for that. First of all, um, people love to say the word mayor. It's an interesting word um, because it's like two words, the word may and the word or, neither of which are jobs, put together. And then it becomes one word and all of a sudden it's a job. So that's fun. Um, I think the other reason people like to call uh, an ex-mayor mayor is because they are nostalgic for the days of yore. And nostalgia is a powerful force in politics and in uh, culture. So those are the reasons. And uh, the third reason, which I don't believe, is that uh, Americans have a tendency to worship those in power, even when they are elected, uh, which may contradict the basic um, 
needs of democracy, wherein we are all considered equal. Um, that's probably not true. So anyway, Mayor Bloomberg uh, has, has entered the race, as uh, many, if not most of you know, given that you are all political junkies. That's why you're here listening to politics, the show about American politics. And uh, he's got a lot of people talking about his candidacy and also the stuff he did before his candidacy. And uh, I want to address uh, before uh, uh, we get into the uh, substance. There are a lot of rumors going around about uh, various people who may or may not be in Mayor Bloomberg's employ um, as representatives of his candidacy. And for his candidacy. Um, And I've seen a few implications on the internet, uh, both the dark and the light webs, that this program has taken a substantial contribution from the Bloomberg campaign in order to promote it. Um, That this episode, which has already been announced online, Will will be a sort of uh, fluff job, if you will, of his ego, and of no other part of him. Now, first of all, if I were to take any kind of money from the Bloomberg campaign, and this is strictly hypothetical, I, I would not take it in a lump payment. Uh, I would arrange for a. Uh, reasonable compensation for, say, every positive thing said about Mayor Bloomberg on this program. Um, And I would put those comments on a sliding scale so that the more comments I made, the more valuable they would get. The logic being that it's pretty easy to find uh, one or two nice things to say about anybody, especially someone with... uh, uh, an illustrious career in business and finance, such as Mayor Bloomberg. Uh, we all know no one no one makes $16 billion just sitting around letting others work for them. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Uh, so it's easy to come up with one or two things that are nice to say about someone like Mayor Bloomberg. He's been around a while. Uh, he's done a lot in his life. Um, but as one talks about him more. This is all, again, strictly hypothetical. Uh, uh, um, as one talks about any person more, including Mayor Bloomberg, you, you start running on into uh, the, the problem of, of there's only so many things to say about one person, especially um, someone who who's avoided scandal and uh, repugnant comments about brown and black Americans. Well, someone who's who's avoided doing anything such as that his entire life. Uh, And and so if I were to make such an arrangement with the Bloomberg campaign, again, strictly hypothetical, the payments would increase as the uh, number of nice things said accumulated. Uh, With the ones on the bottom of the pile, the first few, those being the, the most solid foundations. But as you get to the the top of the the compliment pile, suddenly you start to get to these uh, compliments that are kind of adornments. They're 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 almost like the the gargoyles on a castle. Uh, 
um, in in on the pile of of compliments about Mayor Bloomberg. But again, uh, strictly hypothetical. Um, but we do we do, we do need to acknowledge the fact that his candidacy is shaking up the race. Uh, before this, it looked a little bit like a uh, former vice president, whom I shall refer to as Vice President Biden, as an allusion to earlier. Um, he was the front runner for uh, oh, I would say a solid six to eight months, um, with a brief uh, flicker of uh, uh, of. Frontrunnery feels to uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, still a senator, uh, and so shall she always be in name. Um, and it started to look a little bit like uh, after the mm, New Hampshire primary. Uh huh. I remembered what kind of thing it was, and the Nevada caucus again, two for two. It sort of looked a little bit like Senator Sanders, current senator and always senator, was uh, climbing up, climbing up the the, the charts, got got a bit of steam under his turban, Uh, the turban being part of the engine of socialism, perhaps. Seemed to be seemed to be the front runner for a minute there, and then all of a sudden, uh, like a rocket, Mayor Bloomberg comes racing onto the scene. Do rockets race? I suppose rockets could race. Uh, a single rocket, arguably, cannot race. Uh, when you need more than one thing for a race to happen. Uh, so. Let's assume that Bloomberg's rocket is simply the, the newest rocket, and the other candidates are also rockets, and, and uh, he's, he's, he's racing to catch up. He's splashing a lot of cash. We all know that. Uh, I mean, look, one of the best things about this candidacy, and, and yeah, I'm going to say some nice things about, about his candidacy, um, but this is a, a, a neutral, uh, objective podcast where we do political analysis, and thus cannot and will not have biases of any sort, be they pecuniary or simply thinking Mike Bloomberg's got it. He's got it. So he's uh, uh, splashing cash around, buying for a lot of ads, buying for them, buying buying them, buying them for himself, um, as well as paying people a lot of money uh, I've, I've heard $6,000 a month for canvas field organizers. I don't know what that means. Uh, presumably, it, it, it does not mean doing politics in a field. Unless that field is full of voters for some reason, and they need to be talked to about politics. Or I, I suppose the field could also be full of decision makers. Um, I kind of... Oh, field of dreams of politics. You can go in a field, and then uh, ah, out of out of the corn comes President Teddy Roosevelt, forever president, once president, always president. And then who was that behind him? It's, it's Senator Paul Simon, not the singer. And um, slapping each other on the back. Oh, look, it's it's. Uh, Woodrow Wilson 
and uh, Genghis Khan, who wasn't really was he really a, a political figure? Genghis Khan. I don't want to get uh, out, outside my wheelhouse here. I've already mentioned two non-American figures in the last thirty seconds, and oof, that's feeling uh, stretched kind of thin, knowledge-wise. Um, but Genghis Khan was not elected. He was just uh, a guy who had a lot of friends who kind of went around the place making making things go crazy and busting people up. I don't want to say, I don't want to judge. I mean, that sounds judgy. When I say busting people up, look, I don't, I don't know what, what what's considered uh, proper in that culture of ancient Mongolia. Um, but he wasn't elected to anything, so I don't really know if he counts as a politician. Uh, regardless, this is well, you could imagine a kind of field of dreams of politics, although I can't understand why you would pay someone to organize there. Maybe things get crazy when you've got all these uh, ghosts hanging out. Uh, you can, they, I could see the ghost, the, the politician ghost, getting in fights about who was the best politician and maybe about... Um, you know, uh, who deserves the most space in a history book. So I could see why organizing would be helpful there. That said, uh, that's what he's paying people to do, apparently, uh, as well as posting. I've heard uh, $2,500 American for doing posts. Um, so that's a lot of cash, I suppose, to some. I would certainly demand more uh, for, 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 for placing my reputation on the line to say positive things about a political figure for whom I truly feel nothing, hypothetically. Um, but he's got some steam. He's got some steam. He's starting to win over folks in South Carolina, which is one of the upcoming contests. And I think there's a lot going on here, but I think most of all, uh, setting aside the money, although can you set aside the money? It's it's impressive. That's a lot of money to be controlled by one person. Uh, and I think we can all agree. Look, say what you will, but no rich person has ever gotten that wealthy without deserving the entirety of his wealth. Um, that's not a political statement. That's just, look, you don't just get rich uh, you know, speculating on markets or inheriting shit from your parents. Certainly, neither of those things are prerequisites to being extravagantly wealthy. Um, but he's, you know, he's got a certain uh, bluntness. Uh, he's not afraid to to to, to talk tough. Um, one can imagine him in a debate with President Trump. And so shall he always be called. And you can just see him him staring through President Trump with his 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 uh, dark dark uh, not cold. I don't want to say cold. His dark powerful eyes, um, and and saying something like, "President Trump, you may be building a wall, but there's no wall big enough." to keep uh, your hatred out of my face. Something like that. Um, or, or he could say something like, 
hey, President Trump, uh, I hear you're friends with Putin, even though he's uh, uh, a fascist with, with expansionist ambitions. Um, oh, I guess you must have liked that picture of him with no shirt on, on a horse. Huh? I bet you were into that. You might say that. And that would be homophobic. So I would hope you wouldn't say that. And certainly, <laughs> Mayor Bloomberg has never said anything uh, homophobic, or transphobic, or racist, or sexist. Uh, I expect he's treated all of his employees with the respect that someone with far fewer than 64 harassment charges against him uh, one, 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 that one would expect from such a person. And, and, and in so many ways, really, he's, he's clearly uh, better than, than President Trump and certainly not similar to him. Um, y- yes, they are both wealthy. Uh, although, obviously, look, Bloomberg... If you think that President Trump's got a pile of cash, this guy has got, like, what's 60 divided by 3? That many times more piles of cash. 20. Uh, He's got 20 times more piles of cash. It it didn't take me that long to realize what 60 divided by 3 is. Um, That pause was, was so that you could figure out the math in your head... And then for a second, feel better than me because you figured it out faster. But it turns out I knew it all along. So um, good try. Anyway, um, so Mike, I call Mike, and it's not because we have spoken on the phone about a financial arrangement recently. Um, Mike is uh, uh, the kind of tough-talking, suit-wearing... Former mayor, always mayor. Uh, a guy, a guy who you know. I expected when Trump's on stage, you know, he'll he'll he'll. Anyway, uh, he's probably going to win the election. Bernie's doomed. He's the only hope for moderates. So suck it up and vote for him, even if you think he's a authoritarian. Republican who is only running for president to state a bizarre ego uh, disease that none of us without billions of dollars could ever hope to understand and uh, should not because it's a complete stain on his soul. Um, so that's that, that stuff I just said isn't true, obviously. The opposite of it is true. And uh, this guy, Mike Bloomberg, Mayor Bloomberg, has got the politics seal of not approval, but we're keeping an eye on you. All right, that's it. Talk to y'all soon on the politics flip. Uh.